Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for all things Kings of War. as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Ralph Enough, and tonight we have several conversations that we had with Ray Shields over the course of the TNT event that was held at NashCon 2019 during the weekend of August 23rd through 25th. We've got a couple conversations with his opponents, uh, including Jackson Blakemore, and Nathan Clevenger. And then finally, we we talked to Ray after he's won the whole event. Huge congratulations to Ray. It was a tough room, had 60 players, and he was the best of the best. Welcome back to Counter Charge. My name is Jackson Blakemore, and I am here with Rob Fanouf and Ray Shields discussing the topic of round two, my army Basileans versus Ray's Ray Shields Army, Ratkin. Uh, we'll be going over how round two went and how Ray Shields just beat the fire out of me. Beat the fire out of you. Beat I like that. That's a nice little way to phrase it. Well, let's start with your list. You have Vasilean. Yes, I have a I have Paladin Foot Guard with two-handed swords and nothing on them. I have two hordes of LOI, one with the Blessing of the Gods. I have two regiments of Paladin Knights on horses, one with the Hammer of Measured Force, which has done me absolutely no good the entire games I've played with it, and the other one with Potion of the Caterpillar, which has done the exact opposite and done very good, but Ray was able to shoot that off turn two. I also have I have an Ur LOI with Blade of Slashing and the Retribution of the Heavens Retribution of the Heavens Formation. I have a Phoenix. I have Domitus with the Forlorn Guard. I also have Naeus Solstice and the Formation and that is it. I believe 2150. Over to you, Ray. How about your army? I'm running my Ratkin. I'm looking forward to hearing about Karen and how she does this weekend because her Ratkin list is a bit different than mine. I have uh, the Tunnel Slaves, the Shock Troops, some Blight, the Demon Spawn. I added the Claw Shots after the uh, meeting with Corey Reynolds and, and that, uh, but I haven't given up on the weapon teams. I'm the only one with weapon teams of the four Ratkin. And uh, they came into a lot of use against Jackson. Yes, they did. He was flying into my backfield, and he had me scared. And if I didn't have those weapon teams, he would have had me in a lot more trouble. Yep. Go ahead and walk us through the game. Uh, so you are playing the control scenario. Yes. So the first turn that happens, he had unlimited amounts of shooting. He had the he had like three dudes with lightning lightning bolt five. And he had the claw shots, were, which were always a trouble for me, with, uh, which were always a trouble. I placed my Paladin Knights with, on horse up on the left part, uh, left edge of the table, right edge of the table. And he had stuck two claw shots, yeah. two weapons team, 
and his demon spawn with lightning bolt five and a couple and a couple other dudes with bane chant. And so he was able to the first the first time he shot him. Uh-oh. I had um, uh, I had survived luckily, uh, but the second time he just just knocked them off the board. And they weren't able to get anywhere because he had waved them the first time. So yeah, that kind of sucked. Your assessment of the game? Jackson did a hard left flank. He had his uh, a low high and his earl low high, and they were, ran up 20 inches. And he, he he wanted to get them behind my lines, which is what you need to do against the rats, and he was doing it. Um, but on the right flank, there was an open field, and, and he, he got his knights into trouble because I put all my shooting there, everything I had. It took me three turns, but I got the knights because uh, I, I disordered them two turns in a row. So it, it took me three turns of shooting, but he jumped all his flyers into my back line, and it just became a bit of a scrum as uh, we ended up fighting, and, and I was, I think I was lucky, Jackson, because... Yeah, you got... Had you kept some troops in front of me, then I couldn't have turned around my line to deal with the flyers that jumped behind me. Yep. And just, it was a matter of... I didn't know that the demon, the demon spawn, which is ridiculous, 13 attacks in the in the rear can really do stuff to you. Well, 13 attacks in the rear? In the rear, yeah, I thought... Yeah, so that's... 39 attacks. 39 attacks. And pretty good. Well, wait, I, I have a question that. for you, Jackson. Because I remember we played a game last November where you learned don't about the steel up. behemoth or was it the mammoth it was the mammoth don't right bring this up. Please don't it was a rear charge mm. so you've had some experience about giving up the rear yes but I didn't think but that so you didn't I learn would. from that no I didn't think I would give up the rear because I had a phoenix there oh I see yeah I see but the phoenix is a bit smaller base than the horde of aloha yep and so you can get in there yep and he completely wiped that the was it the blight or the no? The shock troopers completely turned around, and I was able to kill them. But then I had a tough choice of either letting my LY get uh, get flanked by the demon, stupid demon, which was what happened. He killed them, or to let to let uh, the blight, a regiment of blight, flank charge them and get 30 attacks. I think I made the wrong decision. But, yeah, and then the Blight... Uh, didn't know they could do this either. Charged in the rear of my Ur-LY. And... It's a lot of getting charged in the rear. Uh-huh. Are you going to learn from this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm challenging you round one to forge, and I will happily charge you in the rear. No. You're not, because I'm better than you. Okay. Okay. I'm just right. gonna beat you. I appreciate that, Jackson. I, I think you just have to be a bit more cautious and, yeah. and don't jump in the middle. Jump into the side and then eat one unit at a time. So that way you're not giving up flanks and rears. Yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have flown my phoenix all the way up in there. That was because after you after you came down hard on the left flank, you just jumped right into the middle of my army. Looking back yeah. on the game, you guys had a good time. Absolutely. What are you looking forward to the rest of the weekend, Jackson? Um, I'm looking forward to winning again. Hopefully, the odds are on my favor, uh, and I won't. Well, you get probably enough. want to play. The odds of you playing another Ratkin player are pretty low at this point. Pretty, I think pretty low, but you know, it could always happen. It could, you could happen. Always roll double twelves. Boxcars are always good. Boxcars are always good. 
but you're one and one, so right now you're batting 500, Jackson. That's not bad. There's 60 people at this tournament. How many tournaments have you done? Six. So you've gone to six tournaments now. Mm-hmm. And right now you're middle of the pack at a very competitive tournament. I'm going to mop the floor. I'm going to try to mop the floor. With somebody. I'm going to you don't know yet who, but you're going to crush somebody's hopes and dreams. I mean, it's one thing to crush somebody, but when you're 13 and you crush somebody, it's a whole other experience. Mm-hmm. You destroyed Aaron. By a tiny child. You destroyed Aaron, our club mate, right? You're just gonna, you're just gonna pile it on top of him like you got beat by a 12 year old. Oh, you're only 12. I was giving you the. I, I yeah. said 13. I'm sorry. No, I'm, 12. I'm 12. You're only 12. How good are you gonna be when you're 16? When I'm 16, I'm gonna are you be gonna godly. Win? You're gonna be godly. You're so good. I'm gonna. I almost beat Andrew in Indianapolis too. Andrew Summers. Mm-hmm. But he's no good. He went to the Masters, Rob. Did you? We just him? invited him because. He, we liked him. Did you go to the Masters? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. I like so, I like to talk there. That's okay. good. I, I think you might have your newest recruit for the Southeast Masters I team. think so, too. Certainly the youngest. Absolutely. Absolutely. How's your dad doing, by the way, Jackson? Uh, sucking it. To be fair, he's playing a lot harder competition. Yeah, he's playing doors. Doors are stupid. You can't, you can't win with doors. What's the next army for you, Jackson? Orcs. And mainly after orcs, my little sister's trying to do a forces of nature. Right. I'm going to help her with that. You're going to paint some models? I'm, I'm painting a ton of that line. No, I'm not. Over to you, Ray. What's next on the docket? <laughs> you can't playing racking forever. Trident Realms. I don't think I'm going to have them ready for Crossroads, but I think I'm going to try to have them ready for Masters. And it'll be That's the, exciting stuff. That, that, that'll be the first tournament they come to. We'll see how they do. That's exciting. Wait, he goes to Masters? Yeah, Ray's a Masters player. Oh, so that's why I lost. <laughs> well, it may just be he's better than you. <laughs> well, when you go he's, into the match, Jack, he's a tactical Jack, genius. Kind of like, I have a few extra years on you, too, remember? Uh, it, let's see. You got a good eight, 19 years. Yeah, you got 19 years. 25. On. 25. 20, I thought you said you were 31. 37. Oh, I thought you said you were 31. My bad. No, I, I, I've been playing war games for over 30 years. All right, yeah. Hey, when are you and your dad going to go to Canada and play with Ray and company up there at one of their tournaments? Have you ever gone to Canada? No. I've gone to the Bahamas, but not Canada. So how do you feel about the cold? As long as there's snow, I'm happy. Okay. We got that. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for coming on and chatting about your game, and I cannot wait to hear the rest of your days how they go. I look forward to hearing how you do, Jackson. Thanks. Yeah, I look forward to winning. And winning. I, look, I also look Win forward bigger, to winning. Win bigger, go home, right? Home. Yep. What a game. So yeah. we're back. After game six, uh, top table, we had Ray. Uh, you were sitting at like 94 points? 93? What were you at? 90, uh, 93. 93. And Nathan? That was a 84? 84. 84, 85, 87, yeah. something like that, mid-80s. And I was about eight points behind Ray, wherever right, he was. Yeah. So. And I guess you guys played because, were you in second place or were you playing them because of the, we weren't doing the club? I, th- I think because of club immunity, okay. I ended up having to play up on Ray. Right, so. okay. I, I thought you beat Alex in the last game. I, I did beat Alex, but I didn't know if Mike Adkins was ahead no. of me or not. Uh, okay. Okay, so. All right. So I got to watch the game. We streamed it. It was uh, everything and more. It was the dominate scenario. So... We're going to start with real quick because we're going to get you guys to lunch. Uh, go over your lists. Talk to me about your strategy for playing their, you know, Ray's or, or Nathan's list and 
you know, you knew dominate was the scenario. Mm -hmm. So Nathan, why don't you start us off? Uh, real quick, if you guys haven't seen my list, two hordes of earth elementals with blessing of the gods and healing brew, stone priest with all kinds of fun stuff on them, banner of the griffin, uh, martyr's prayer, bane chant and surge. Uh, regiment of Brock Riders with Brewer Strength, Trooper Brock Riders with Brewer Courage, two Mastiff Packs naked, two Iron Guard Regiments naked, a troop of Sharpshooters naked, um, a Flame Priest with Blizzard, Inspiring Talisman, Bane Chant, and Fireball Six, and then uh, three Brock Lords with uh, uh, Blade of the Beast Slayer, Blade of Slashing, Mesa Crushing, and then China is my manager. All right, and Ray, let's just get your list real quick. My list was uh, two Horde Slaves, Regiment of Slaves, uh, three Hordes of Shock Troops, uh, one with Strength and one with uh, Pathfinder, two Regiments of Blight, um, two Warlocks, each with Bane Chant, uh, Flying Demon Spawn, and Chaina was my manager, and I have Flagbearer, yes, mm -hmm. for 50 and points. And Nathan, over to you, playing Dominate. Playing Dwarves, a real compact, a lot of power, a lot of defense six, mm -hmm. a lot of small footprint, mm -hmm. a, lot, a lot of good unit strength. I mean, how'd you feel going into Dominate against Ray's army? Well, Ray's got a lot more unit strength than I do. He, I think I'm at like 17 unit strength, and he was at 21, 22, something like that. 23, I think. 23, okay. Mm -hmm. So I knew from the beginning, you know, one of the things with this this tournament is you get to set an obstacle up wherever you want and so that's I, a different thing i don't think i've yeah. ever seen that before you know i've used this a few times this weekend where okay then there's a center objective or dominate something like that right okay so i can take that obstacle i can put it right in the front of my opponent's center of their line yeah put it far enough up where they can't score that objective just by moving the double turn one stuff like that right so i threw it right out in the very front of ray's line of his deployment zone right far enough where he couldn't move the double and get you know, uh, a lot into that dominate circle just right off the bat with that. So he, he reciprocated. He did the same <laughs> thing. So you guys both so. had the same concept. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, I, I won't lie. I didn't think of that until you did it to me. I'm like, that's a really good idea. I'm going to put that four and a half inches in front of your line. Yeah. So, um, and dwarves being super slow, I'm like, you know, okay, then I can get a lot of unit strength in the footprint in the dominate circle pretty easily, but, you know, it takes time to get it there, right? And I've got to get across the table as fast as I can to keep Ray from sucking everything in, right? And then I got to chew through all these huge nerve hordes. And so um, we had this one piece of impassable on my right, on Ray's left, that kind of It was that, like, uh, for those who watched the video, like a Sphinx thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, the Sphinx thing. So um, what I ended up doing was using my Trooper Brock Riders and a Mastiff Pack and some other little random stuff to fence off on the outside and cut them from coming around behind that. And then angling my, uh, my Iron Guard regiments where they could just dive through there as fast as they can and get into the center of that circle. Because Ray ended up putting his two slave hordes, tunnel slave hordes, right in the front. And I knew those, you know, those are not a great matchup against my Iron Guard. They will work on those. Um, they're going to have a hard time killing them. And the Iron Guard did like I expected them to. In two or three turns, they were able to kill both of those once we got into combat. Yeah. Um, the problem I had was he had his two tooled up shock troop hordes a Horde of Blight, Demon Spawn, all kinds of fun stuff on my left. And the Earth Elementals, I was just going to try to move up as far as I could and shield those from trying to come around. Mm -hmm. um, plinking from, Ray's got a lot of Lightning Bolt. Yeah. He had two, two troops of Claw Shots, stuff like that. Demon Spawn. So they two were weapons teams, I think. Right? Yeah, two weapon teams. And so they just kept plinking wounds everywhere, and that was hard for me to, to deal with. Um, I got real lucky around turn three or four 
where my uh, my stone priest, which has got martyr's prayer. Yeah, and he missed. He stuff. didn't do any wounds. Yeah, demons. You're like, I think he had five at the time. And yeah, yeah. Do a few more. There's a puncher's yeah, chance. He and knocks him out. Demon spawn and China tried to get him, and they were up on top of the hill, so they could see that he was out of cover. He was just an individual. It's the only saving grace he had, and uh, Ray did no wounds. So that kind of helped me out a little bit there. That saved me. But um, you know, it played out kind of like I expected it to. The uh, the shock troops did good. My my Brock Rider regiment flubbed uh, flubbed the one attack they got into real good on the shock troop horde. I kind of hoped to get a waiver on them as well and didn't get it, and so they they paid the price the next turn. You know, because I was just trying to keep shielding everything off. Right, I can keep the the if I keep the slave hordes back, I can work on them. I keep this other yeah. shock troop horde on my right back. I can keep it from getting in. Ended up killing it by the end of the game, and then um, to just use the earth elementals and the Brock lords and what I had left to try to keep everything else on my left right. out. Right. And um, just couldn't quite. Uh, if it turned six, so the game ends on turn six. Yeah. It, the plan had worked well. Uh, turn seven, I think I made a mistake in that I had my Earth Elemental Horde that, that his Blight had charged earlier. And the Shock Troops had a flank to it. And I decided to back up and to try to get some space. And that allowed that Blight Regiment to get further up the table after its charge. And so that gave them another two inches into the Dominate Circle, which. In hindsight, if I had not done that, or that charge them, or well, yeah, yeah. if I, I didn't think the earth elementals were going to get that kill, I was more concerned about the blight and the shock troops getting the kill on them. But again, like I said, that was just moving them back gave him a couple extra inches to get that blight regiment in, and yeah. so that was that was where I messed let's, up. Let's let's uh, from your perspective, kind of build us through the game, and then we'll talk about those crucial uh, turn six and sevens because there were some pretty interesting things that happened then. Well. I- First off, I'd like to say that you, you were a complete pleasure to play against. Um, I, I know that Sons of All can have a, a bit of a reputation for You're not the dojo being, of the Southeast, didn't well, you know? <laughs> no, the dojo is the, the no, Sons of Vulcan of the South. But, yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, every time I've played one of them, they've been uh, pleasures to play against, whether it's Jeff, Jeff or Nathan. So first Well, you off, haven't played Sean. But I've played Jason, right. so I, you know, I've yeah. played three of them now, and, yeah. and they've all been uh, absolute gentlemen to play against and, and nothing but first-class players. So you're in for a tough game like don't expect to have anything given to you but i began the game uh to go back to to the one we just had with and uh i did not want the side that you gave me Mm -hmm. so i I think that was one of those critical die rolls of the game because for me uh, as i said in the ratkin podcast i do not like having uh, impassable terrain affecting my deployment zone and i had the two impassable terrain on either side of uh essentially the center two foot uh, funneling me in and i don't I, i I was trying to figure out how to set this up so that I could uh, hit the dwarfs because my line was longer than uh, Nathan's and, and if I get the flanks in, then I'll, I'll crush his units. But I, I'm a bit slower going around the impassable terrain, so I did not want the side you gave me, so uh, good job on that one. And my plan was to have the shock troops on the left and the shock troops on the right come in from both sides and kind of surround you. Um, plan kind of failed because you're, uh, I, I was surprised by how well your blizzard was working. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of flubbed my role with the shock troops on the left against your dwarf uh, hunting packs, the dogs. Yeah. I would say that the dogs of dwarfs or abyssal dwarfs have been the bane of my existence all weekend because <laughs> otherwise I would have been a turn quicker killing mm-hmm. them, turning in, coming along. You played it perfectly. You saw the demon spawn. You took the time to bring your bro- Brock Lords over to my right to deal with the demon spawn. I guess the question I have for you is, was I right to engage him when I did into the Earth Elementals? I'm not sure if I needed him because he already had six wounds. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if, I mean, that was one of the things where Rob was talking about, one of the interesting plays, I think, right, was 
when you brought him in, I was able to that brought him into range of the two two other Brock Lords, the Blade of Slashing Brock Lord and the Beta of the Slayer Brock Lord. And I didn't get the kill on that, but being able to move my Earth Elementals back and shelter those Brock Lords from having to go through the hindering terrain to yep, get that yep, charge off. Yeah, because you made off. it so the gap was too too, too yep, small. Yeah. <laughs> so they were able to come in hindered, unhindered on uh, on Demon Spawn. And I already had a few wounds on him from some shooting, but then they stack on another eight or nine wounds, and I get a, a waiver on him. Yep. Which that was, was big. big. Yeah. That was big. As for bringing him in then, I don't know. I think you might have been better served just having and, him as a threat. Yeah, and, and being able to fly him in and just throw another unit strength in the circle late game. Because, I mean, you know, him, him being unit strength one, fly ten, he can stand there. He can throw his lightning bolt around all day long. Right. He can get up behind something and just give it some inspiring where you needed it. Bringing him in at that point, I, I, um, I thought, you know, it, it turned out it didn't hurt you that bad, but it, it was a bit of a, uh, an issue there. I'm going to so. set the stage a little bit because there was a couple of swingy points. One was, I guess it was the top of six. You have a shock troop horde coming in. You engage the Brock Lord, one of the Brock mm-hmm. Lords, right? And, they, and that was the one that already had a fair like amount of wounds. Six or seven wounds, yeah. yeah and so. then potentially, were you thinking, okay, I hit the Brock Lord, and you also positioned your other... The your mage, other, yeah. Yeah, so that you couldn't slide over. Then you would slide into the next Brock Lord, and then potentially, I couldn't tell if this, the Brock Lord, the second Brock Lord, was was even with the Iron Guard. Like, who would you hit in the overrun? Well, ideally, if I could have it go perfectly my way, which wasn't going to happen, but ideally, I wanted to hit the one Brock Lord. He already had, I it's think like, it might so have he been had a nine. Sure. Like, yeah, he, 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 had enough, he was yeah. hurting. Uh, run into the next Brock Lord because uh, a horde of shock troops actually will take out a Brock Lord. Absolutely, absolutely. A- yeah. Especially if I had been smart and bane chanted them, which I didn't, because uh, I. I I moved my guy too far away. So uh, Shock Troop Horde, Bane Chanted, will take out a Brock Lord. So I want to do one, two, and then run into the dogs for three. And that would put me completely in his lines, three points, and you have to deal with me. Right. Uh, but, so what happened? I mean... That, that was a double ones on the Brock Lord, uh, on the Berserker Brock Lord, which... But, you know, you know, a lot of people are saying that that was the game. No, that wasn't the game. No, no, that. No. Because, honestly, you still needed a lot of things to happen. Mm-hmm. Even if you killed the guy, you got to roll the overrun correctly. Yeah. you got to kill the next one. And so it's not like it was one step out of many that had to occur for your that, that plan to work. And so I... And, I mean, at that, the other thing to remember is at that point, I mean, I had nine unit strength in the circle at that point yeah. in time. You know, you're talking about a five-point swing at that point. So you, you had... Three, I think, was just already that sh- that one shock troop horde that was already yeah. in there. So you weren't increasing your unit strength at right. all. I'm still up, and that actually might have put you out of position for the turn seven charge you right. pulled off anyway. And, and I'm going to say this: as much as those double ones, I actually like them because double ones can hurt. But if you can't handle one in a game, then then you shouldn't win. Like yeah. you have to be able to handle one. If you roll four or five, well, that's a different story. But one uh, can change a game, but you have to be able to. To earn a win, you have to actually be able to handle at least one double one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, obviously, after six, uh, Nathan's he's in the position he's going to win the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and obviously, we know what happened. Mm-hmm. We rolled a turn seven, mm-hmm. um, and then it got a little. It got it got crazy. Like yeah. so, he takes his shock troops and he hits the uh, flank of the, the earth flank of the of the earth elementals. One thing I want to point out is Nathan's a tremendous sport because you ended the game with 15 seconds on the clock. Mm-hmm. I don't think you made him do his second round of attacks no, from the shop. No, and, and, and I'm like, that. if it's another game, mm-hmm. like Magic, yes, they're making you do that. <laughs> and, he's, and he's timing out. I yeah. thought that was very interesting. You hit you hit the 18 wounds and said, okay, that's it. Double yeah. ones twice. Boom, let's go. I, I don't want, I mean, 
chess clocks are great for keeping a tournament on schedule, but if if your opponent's not abusing it, yep, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of ten seconds here. You know, final dice roll yeah. and turn seven. Yeah, like, right. unless ahead. you're playing Shan Shoemaker, and then let's let him time out. Or all, Sean. All day. Or if I'm playing well, Sean, Sean Williams, Sean is definitely on a clock. And he well, he doesn't play on a clock because he wants to slow play you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe you guys walk us through that turn seven. But you, Nathan, you should, maybe you start with it. What was yep. your? So at turn six, I had backed off that Earth Elemental Horde. Turn seven, uh, Ray's got top of turn, so he moves his characters around like he needs to, and he puts the blight, and, which he didn't really need at that point and the uh, shock troops into the horde of earth elementals. And the shock troops do what they do. I mean, you give them 25 attacks in the flank, you know, they're bane-chanted, so they're hitting on fours with elite, crushing two with vicious, they're going to do some wounds. And I think at that I, point, you already, that was earth elementals, did they, they already had a... F- they had a couple, like yeah, one or okay. two. It wasn't a whole lot, right? But it didn't matter. So he got them up to, to where hell he needed was snake eyes, and so that is what it is. So bottom of seven, I'm looking at what I, my options are because I, need, I don't have anything that can kill the blight. You also killed the uh, the master pack with China at that point in time. And, and right? that was the critical, yeah. yeah. I was using China as an elite source to shelter the two Iron Guard regiments because I needed them. I didn't need them to die to the uh, the weapons teams and the claw shots and all the lightning bolt and the throwing hammer and everything else. So I think I was I might have been able to, to adjust it a little bit, but I, did, I didn't see it if I did, if I could. And then, um, you know, Ray being able to, to pop the Earth Elementals I'm like, I've got one shot here. So I try to put the one Iron Guard regiment that was in range into the front of them using China as a backstop to keep them from being hindered. And then my other Brock Lord into them. And, um, you know, if they if I'd rolled good, you know, those shock troops already had nine wounds on them, I think. Uh, so just three. Three to three, uh, that one, okay. So, yeah. um, but, but you should have done about, like, roughly eight, six from the uh, regiment, and if you had gotten another six, that would put me at 50, like, that would... Yeah, yeah, be, it was it was doable. It was doable. It, it just, was, I just could, didn't roll hot enough with those two last two units, and so is what it is. So I, I wonder, if we if it was played over again, let's say you didn't roll Snake Eyes, and let's say you still rolled turn seven, there's the potential that that actually swings it in your favor. Because, because you, you're, you're guys here, now your earth elementals are still alive, yeah. you turn them, and now you can get a flank or a rear or something like that. I'm just, just wondering how you guys see it, well, yeah, or how that, you saw it. In that case, yeah, because the earth elementals would, were already scoring, they don't have to move anywhere, and the blight are not a threat to kill the earth elementals in one shot, unless just No, even, crazy, even crazy in the guys. rear, I mean, yeah. they're, they're hitting on five. I mean, right? I, would, I wouldn't even do that, because at that point, the <clears throat> in turn seven, if he had done the overruns like he wanted to, but, I've still got, you know, three for the Earth Elemental Horde that didn't die. Um, at least one from either the dogs or the sharpshooter troop that we're still in. And at least one of the Iron Guard regiments. And so that's still seven unit strength, six or seven unit strength right. in there at his five at best. Right. You know? the, the, the one advantage that that role did have was that it allowed you to free up your Berserker Brock Lord to go hit my shock troops that had 11 wounds on them. Yeah. And yeah. by doing that, you were able to kill them. Uh, oh, yeah, the ones all the way mm-hmm. up. So from a attrition standpoint, that yeah. helped. But, but if you hadn't killed them, they couldn't probably do anything because... They still would have to... They would have to... The flame priest that was still there was going to block them up a little bit. Have to be a sacrifice. Yeah. But uh, that, that was probably the only benefit for you was you were able to kill them and mm-hmm. get them out of the fight. Yep. So. Well, that was a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. It ended up... Well, I mean, I know it was a draw, but what was the final, final count when you... 12-12. That is a wonderful way... To send off sixty points attrition difference, yeah, in your favor, sixty and, points. And so Ray, you ended up basically five and five wins in a draw. Yeah, and you're four wins and two draws. Yep. Yep. So you're undefeated. Yeah, and you're yeah. undefeated. <laughs> so you're going to be the highest finishing Vulcan, I assume. Yeah, and yeah. we can lord over 
Sean Williams. I, don't, I mean, Sean's way down there. I don't order anything over those guys. When we get back to the clubhouse, they'll beat my teeth in. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. It's don't don't worry about in practice. <laughs> what are you guys' thoughts just on uh, the event as a whole? You know, it's a fantastic event. Tia, this is the fourth year I've been at TNT. Um, oh, yeah, 2016, we had NashCon. Yeah. We I mean, didn't call it TNT then, yeah. but it was the same thing. And then two years of off-site and, and then, then back here, into yeah. NashCon. So they do, some, they do some, some different things with sports. Yes, they pick a different facet. Yeah. This year it's a little different because uh, basically the way the – so the ranking of who, what counts what mm-hmm. is voted on by you guys collectively. Mm-hmm. So if you all say technical play is the, is the number one thing, then everybody, for everybody that picks technical play, that's going to be the facet that scores yeah. the most. Yeah. I like the way I do it better, yeah. which is you pick, there's three facets, three you yeah. pick for you as a person what you think is most important, and then you vote. I have no issues with this year. Mm-hmm. This year they, they set best game, they set the other five that we vote on, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I think it's a bit harder to complain about it compared yeah. to... Yeah. Well, last year you didn't get points either for the other ones, so it's kind of a... Yeah. That's and, kind and, of and a you didn't get points nuts. for best game, so right. that Right, and so that's all, like, they learned from their mistake and they've corrected mm-hmm. it, yep. and I think we're moving forward, but yep. yeah. I enjoyed it enough to come down a second time and fly right. from well, Canada. Right, you're Canadian, you just, you just can't get enough of us. <laughs> no, I, coming down each time and I actually I'm really glad I got to play you. Yeah, this is the uh, first time I've ever played. So. I, I played some of your other teammates but never well, you. And what's what's funny is uh, I've seen like Warhammer Fantasy Battles, Adepticon, Top Tables and it's like aggressively like, there's, there's, there's anger in these people's demeanor, right? And you guys are just like, whatever. I mean, even mm-hmm. on the chat, everybody's like, oh, that's the game, Snake. I mean, I know it's not the game, because there's yeah. still a turn seven to yeah. roll, right? Graves just like, whatever. I mean, yeah, it, it, is it is what, what it is. is. Mm-hmm. You can, and I think you said a, a number of times, well, you can't fight the dice, or something mm-hmm. along those lines. I mean, it is what it is. It's a dice game. You flub all those attacks, and you're just like, all right. Well, I mean, you know, the, that Blight Horde, that ended up, or Blight Regiment, they ended up doing some damage to my uh, my Earth, my Brock Rider troop. <laughs> yep. You know, I mean, earlier, before that, I had 11 hit Blizzard on them. And I roll four wounds four or something wounds. like that. Yeah. You know? and, and then your earth elementals hit my one unit uh, of slaves, I think, and you rolled like yeah. three wounds, yeah. and it was just bad. So, so I, I think what that says, though, is that this still is even if it's, even if it's a relatively deterministic game, it's a dice you're game. still dice game, yeah. and you cannot and you can play the strategy, but at the end of the day, it is possible that the dice fail you, it, or even not dice, just bad luck, mm-hmm. right? Because sometimes, because there was a couple charges, or at least one charge where it was close, right? That one 12-inch charge, you know, yep. mm-hmm. you guys are watching the video, and you're out, but it was really close. Yeah, yeah. So. Things I would have done differently next time, but yeah. you know what? It, it was a good game. Uh, I'm very happy with it. It's a great way to end the tournament, and I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Ray's a fantastic player, fantastic gentleman, so awesome. happy to play him. Thank you guys for coming on, and uh, we'll catch you very soon. All right, I am super excited. This is beyond excitement. We're with the myth, the man, the legend, the Canadian hustler, the guy who's come down and slaughtered us. We're getting used to other people coming into our region and just beating us up. So we're with the champion of TNT, Ray Shields. Congratulations, Ray. Thank you very much, Rob. This is not your first overall victory, I don't I assume. It is, actually. Oh, my gosh. Fantastic. Are you saying that they're just tougher in the Mid-Atlantic and you just couldn't take it out and you had to come to the Southeast to get a belt? I think Alex <laughs> would tease me and say I keep using my French when I get to the Mid-Atlantic and I only take out my real army when I come down to the Southeast because you guys are the only ones worthy enough and tough enough that I have to bring out the real army. <laughs> I love it. Give us you know, an overall assessment. This is your second time at TNT. What were your expectations going into the event? Yeah, We talked about your list. It's a good list. It, it is. Um, it's my second time coming to TNT. Last year I came in second, and uh, coming in this year, 
the Mid-Atlantic wanted to make a four-horseman team, so I, I send the challenge out for next year for the South and the uh, Midwest to come out with a... Uh, a team uh, to come here to get the four horsemen. You carried them. You really, I mean, you, I mean, well and above and beyond. I have no complaints. Uh, the team yeah. was the aristocrats. So it was our club team. So if Dojo or somebody else from the South yep. wants to come up here, go ahead. Uh, you're more than welcome. But I, I think the Southeast has us locked. Uh, so we had four people out there and they said, what do you want to play? And I said, I want to do battle. Last year I came in second overall. Right. And I said, you know what? There's only one place to go. Uh, that's, that's first. To get above and it's first. To do that, you really need to be the battle player. Uh, yes. Because you can't be sports. Right? No, you, you can't be paints. Yeah. You, you really can't be attrition. And, and we have Mike Atkins who does <clears throat> right. paint. Uh, exactly. I, I, I don't compete with him. And we have sports and we have attrition. So I wanted to do battle, and, and that was my goal this weekend was to do as well as well, I could. Well, you did it really, really well. Five and oh and one or five wins and a draw. Draw, yep. And uh, a lot of battle points. And, and all I can say is I, I had six great games. I had six uh, opponents, of which I think I've only played two of them one of them once before, uh, Brian Tucker. Actually, every other opponent was new. Right. So I got to play Dan Carmack and uh, yeah, Dan's a great guy. He's Chris, fun. both from Blue City Brawlers. Yeah. I was worried about both of those games because club's tough. Well, the, the scary part for us is that the guy that I would never have picked to do real well uh, actually took out Alex and Shannon, our, our Chris Code. So maybe we're following in the footsteps of Vulcan, you know, or Dojo that, uh, you know, well, iron sharpens iron. But Chris Code did it, and he did it with a smile, and he did it with uh, pleasant company. And you had Dar- Dan Carmack, who, w- who was not a, a slouch by any stretch Absolutely. of the imagination. Absolutely. I got to play Jackson, who, uh, in my second game, and he's 12 years old, but I think he ended up middle of the pack. He went for and two, I think. So he tabled uh, the, his opponent in the last game, which is, uh, you know, <laughs> okay. So, so he, he was no slouch. And then I got to play Brian Tucker. I think he was the only person. Oh, him and Keith were the only two who I've played before. Uh, it was fun to play Keith the second time because Keith was the first. Guy. I played him a year and a half ago at Siege of Augusta, and he yeah. was the first time I played Elves. I had no idea what they did. I went up to the table. I'm like, okay, uh, how does your army work? And he kind of looked at me because it was round six on table two. And he's like, is this serious? And he asked uh, Mike Austin, who you also had on the Alpha channel. And Mike Austin was like, yes, uh, he is playing you. And it is round six, and he's never played Alps. Yeah, how is that possible? Are you just, it just weird coincidence? You just never... It took me a while to get good enough to get up to the top half where mm-hmm. all the uh, elves live in the Mid-Atlantic, so I had never played them before, but I got to play Keith, and I got to play Brian with his undead. Yeah, beautiful army. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. The go- gorgeous army with Brian. Um, Keith is... For all, uh, for all the comments that you say about <clears throat> Keith, uh, he's a great sportsman. He's a great guy. Uh, wonderful game. Same with Brian. Um, uh, Gracious in defeat. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely no complaints. And then I got to play uh, Nathan, and, and I've never played Nathan before, and... So four new players, two who I played, and great games in all situations, and no complaints. This sets you up pretty well for the Masters, obviously. It does. Uh, I, I was t- talking with Alex, because I'm back up in Canada now, so it's a bit hard to get down for, for one days in tournaments in the Mid-Atlantic. So I, I've qualified for the Mid-Atlantic, and it's my, my intent uh, to represent them at Masters. So that frees up a spot on the Northeast team. For someone. For another Canadian. For another Canadian. Maybe Alex Coos? Maybe Alex can make it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Ray, I don't want to keep you. I know you probably got stuff you want to do. I just want to thank you for coming out. It was awesome. Hopefully, uh, you'll be here next year and your dad can come with you because we we, we love historical armies. We'd love to have him bring your French or something, the Brits, whatever. But, but Rob, thank you very much for doing this and being here all weekend, uh, interviewing the people. It means a lot to everyone. It meant a lot to me last year when I got onto your uh, podcast for the first time. 
uh, was last year at TNT, and I just want to say thank you for everything you oh, did. You're quite welcome. We're, 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 I think we're a growing community, and I think uh, all the people that contribute in, in any way, whether it's the, the Mastercraft is doing videos or us doing podcasts, I think everybody's, commu- you know, everybody's making a, a vital contribution to us growing. And with third edition on the horizon, guys, the limit. I mean, maybe seventy-five next year, hundred. I don't know. Don't I mean, until next time, keep on countercharging. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com. on Twitter at countercharge fifteen. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.